What's going on? Welcome to the Fit, Healthy, and Happy Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle, here with my co-host. JW! <laughs> and today we're going to be jumping in the mailbox Monday. So hopefully you like that episode with Colin Thursday. Once again, shout out to him. We redid that twice to get that going. So we're going to have more great guests in the future. And we've modified the format a little bit to where every Thursday will either be a topic video or an interview. So you have that to look forward to. And then every Monday you got Mailbox Monday coming out. So make sure you're staying tuned Monday and Thursday. It'll be available the second you wake up because I think we release them at about 1 a.m. 1 a.m., yeah. So uh, if you're if you're waking up earlier than that you're not sleeping <laughs> so you'll be good to go either way uh but without further ado we're just going to jump right into mailbox monday man let's do it so uh first question we got going on here is uh how do you feel about coffee do you feel that's something that's okay to have before training that's a great question we're currently sipping on a couple of coffees and it is firing me up and also before a workout it's going to fire me up as well yeah so coffee um I don't know why. I heard someone once at the gym say, oh, you shouldn't have coffee before a workout. And I honestly don't know the science behind that. I think it's bro as can be. Uh, but I always like to say coffee, you know, it can be a good pre. The only downside, I think, to coffee as like a pre-workout uh, is kind of at least a weird taste in your mouth. Yeah. That's my only thing when I'm working out. It's gonna yeah, be me it. too. That's why I don't really do it much. Yeah, it's hard to sip on. But I still think it's a great tool. Like, uh, regardless, it's something you could implement and use. You know, coffee's delicious. And even in terms, let's just modify this question question is coffee healthy for you uh, there's been a ton of positive studies showing that you know coffee can actually have some really good benefits uh, and if it's something you want to do we've actually talked a little bit more about pod um, coffee in the last mailbox Monday so if you haven't checked that out definitely be sure to go and get that going one thing I find is coffee gives you a bit more of like if, if you have an hour before you'll still be fired up it'll be a bit more relaxed whereas pre-workout and energy drinks will give you like you're going for a huge deadlift PR you're gonna need one of those because it'll it get you pumped up I just find it kind of gives you a bit of a different effect awesome I want to group these up so our next pre-workout question is what is the best pre-workout meal before a lift oh man I love this question yeah. I get asked this a lot and I think I got this down pretty much. So, you know, back in the day, athletes and, um, you know, top tier athletes, hockey players, football players, used to always be you eat steak and potatoes, then you go work out. And like kind of looking now, you'd say, oh, that's a little ludicrous. Like that's, that's some heavy food, right? Like that's mm-hmm. going to sit in you pretty heavy. It's not easily digestible. Um, and obviously things have changed since then. So you'll get like a lot of intra workouts, like carb shots, things like that. Uh, so what's the best? Um, my honest answer is I find that the best you can eat is primarily carb based so um, if you pick a simple carb source you can absorb that glycogen faster the breakdown time I believe it's between four or seven hours uh, so if you have that earlier you can get that shot a lot faster saying so you know if you chug something an hour and a half before your body might not be able to fully utilize it you might get some of the benefits so the key thing is actually looking a little bit more out you know like more immediate you know three four hours you can have something like a simple carb source you know like 60 grams of simple carbs and then you can have some protein and a little bit of fat fat will help kind of with the slower burn so you still have you'll feel a little more fat a little less starving especially when you're burning a lot of calories so i find the mixture between the two is great and then i really find like let's say you work out midday uh, you can start your day with more complex carb source and then you can have that you know kind of burning throughout the day as time goes on in the background there as well Uh, but saying so i wouldn't get too too involved in all of this and overthink everything powerlifters will do some quick things or people that really need those kind of quick carbs 
carbs, you know, things like gummies and such will work. I've also seen Gatorade, but unless you're a really hard gainer and such, I, I wouldn't put too much emphasis on this. And, you know, ultimately just having a ton of sugar just cause before your workout is a little overrated. Um, as long as you're eating, respectable amount of calories throughout the day you should feel pretty good before the gym but like if i haven't eaten and i want to go to the gym and i want something quick i find bananas are absolutely excellent banana and peanut butter is excellent uh, but you can go ahead and modify based on what you feel good with and i think that's the most important thing kyle might like um pasta before a workout i might hate it uh, i remember growing up my mom would pick me up from daycare like with a bowl of pasta in hand and drive me to hockey. So I chug some, I eat this pasta so quick, so much food, like so much heavy pasta. And then I go play hockey in 30 minutes, which Mm -hmm. is like a really rigorous high intensity sport. And it it worked for me. Like I could do it. So to this day, I find I'm a little less sensitive with eating beforehand. I can eat pretty close to, whereas I have like, um, you know, some clients that can't have any food beforehand or feel like they're going to puke. Yeah. I have some clients that don't like to drink water while they work out because they feel like they're going to puke. So you really, need to kind of find what works best for you what foods make you feel good um, i'm lactose intolerant if i had lactose for a workout that would kill my workout um you know really foods that will bother your stomach like myself and kyle used to try to have a shawarma for working out with the garlic sauces yeah. and the hot sauce and it just made my stomach feel like garbage like i couldn't stand i didn't feel confident i didn't feel strong so you need something that's not too heavy uh that's going to bog you down make you feel like trash but you don't want something too light that you're starving throughout the workout yeah that's a great answer it's definitely very personal and I was the exact same way as Josh as Josh I'll never forget before going on the ice I'd go to the snack bar and this is when I was trying to bulk up like this was at the very end of my hockey career and I'd go have like a couple beef patties or a couple hot dogs and uh, that was just like a ton of calories go on the ice be perfectly fine so to this day I can have oatmeal 10 or 15 minutes before do some heavy squats heavy deadlifts and I'll be okay but it's definitely personal like similar to Josh a lot of my clients will ask me um, what do you suggest like when when should I be eating and it's it's a matter of like what makes you feel the best there's no right answer it's always ideal to have a little bit of something in your stomach just to kind of make you uh, feel a little bit fuller and you're not going to want to throw up but yeah definitely personal awesome next question we got and i get this question all the time let's hear it and I think this is one you'll, you'll be happy to answer is what are your thoughts on fat burning supplements? Fat burning supplements. What is a fat burning supplement even? Oxy shred, fat burners, any fat Just burner. Any of those type, type Thermogenics. Of oh man, I think, oh, it's, it's. I, I just think so many people, and especially the people that ask this, I find are those that have never been in a caloric deficit, who have never really tried to do anything like outside of look for a quick fix like they're always asking about this they don't monitor their sleep they don't monitor their water intake um they don't really exercise as regularly and i think it's like for me personally i use a fat burner but i use it more as a uh, little source of caffeine or pre-workout i think personally uh, a lot of them are overrated um i've yet to seen i've yet to see one that has been like hey this is going to absolutely change the game of of your the, the, your diet and your weight loss routine and stuff like that yeah, so to chime in, um, you know, we've we've addressed this and I think a couple of YouTube videos before and I'm asked this so often, especially because we are sponsored by a company that has um, a fat burning supplement and I'm very transparent and honest about it too. Mm-hmm. Um, so fat burners, you know, like Kyle said, a lot of people think it's going to burn all their fat. No. So I... In my mind, I've always associated supplementation with maybe 2% of the results you may get. So if you're using every supplement known, maybe you'll get a 2% edge. Uh, but when you consider if you have great training, um, you know, great nutrition, great sleep,
sleep and then no supplementation, but I'm over here with bad training, bad nutrition, bad sleep, you're going to look way better, perform way better. You know, supplements are supplementary. They're an addition to, right? They're not a replacement. They're an addition to. So you need to supplement your actual good life, have those habits down. So a fat burner is really just a thermogenic. So caffeine, what it does and any thermogenic essentially is it causes your body kind of to heat up, you know, whether it's to expedite the substance or whatever. And usually when you're heated up, you're going to burn more essentially. So your body will burn a little bit more. You'll get a little more of that effect. Uh, and, but realistically it's a fraction of a percent. You're not going to see any noticeable amount. It's not like if you take a fat burner, you can eat an extra 200 calories in the day or something. It's just yeah. that extra little edge. It'll get you sweating a bit more, maybe get you feeling a little bit better. And, you know, maybe on top, it is something good. Now saying so, there's some heavier hitting fat burners that do frankly work, but it comes at a cost. So there was a big supplement company, Hydroxy Cut. Oh, is that a thing? Yeah, I've heard of them. Um, so they're really big, I think like six or seven years ago, and it was helping people lose weight. These are really powerful substances. Obviously, there are substances that work um, out there that will have a very strong effect, um, and this is one of them, but usually it'll come at an expense. So I think a lot of women and men were both abusing Hydroxy Cut. Uh, just to roughly surmise, and there was a lot of lawsuits mm -hmm. because if you're taking something too strong, your liver can't dissolve it either, and you can get liver failure essentially. And that's obviously a big reason why you want to avoid using steroids or any strong substance like that because it can come at an expense of your liver. It's similar to anything else like alcohol or any other drug. It's very dense and tough on your system. So any fat burner that would burn a ton of fat is not regulated by the FDA. And therefore, you know, you don't want to go screwing around with something that's not safe. So anything you can get over the counter is going to be very weak and uh, diminished. And, you know, once again, if you have extra money and you're doing everything right, I say, well, you know, right? Like if it makes you feel good, go for it. But it's not a magic pill that's going to really get you there. And then kind of to add on to that, um, like something that would work uh, that's kind of borderline allowed or not is um, EC. Mm hmm um, so EC is ephedrine caffeine. Ephedrine essentially is, uh, I don't even know. It's, it's some kind of pharmaceutical substance. Essentially. I think so it was I think for nasal congestion or something. Like yeah. That. It's something like that. And I've, I've had clients that have used EC stacks. So I think you filter on and off, um, with ephedrine and caffeine and essentially that will raise your base metabolism and heart rate. Um, downside here is you're playing with your heart. You want to be very careful playing with your heart. So I wouldn't recommend it. I don't think it's the safest, but out of everything, it's definitely one of the most safe, effective things to do. Once again, you know, we haven't personally messed with it because, mm -hmm. you know, you don't want to be screwing with your heart. And once again, short fixes aren't what you want, but these are just the, the answers, you know, we've had from training people, uh, frankly, that work. And then there's heavier stuff that I don't even understand. I know Anavar, clenbuterol, and Winstrol? Maybe. I don't know. There's a there, bunch. <laughs> then those would be steroids that are just insane fat burners because steroids change your entire cell structure. Um, once again, we have minimal understandings here, but I would be very careful messing with any of that. And even going back, like let's say Kyle were to do a run of steroids right now, but he's like, you know what? I'm on steroids. I'm only training once a week. I'm not paying attention to my nutrition. I'm eating whatever I want. Um, whereas I go, you know what? Screw steroids. I'm going to train my hardest, be best with my nutrition, best with my sleep. I still stand by the fact that I would end up looking better than someone who's not fully dialed in and focused. It's not a quick fix. You know, just if you want to look great, just go out there, work hard for it, train hard. Um, you know, supplement right, be intelligent with it, watch your lifestyle, 
and well, not supplement right. Train hard, supplement yeah. your nutrition correctly. That's it. Watch your lifestyle, and then if you have some extra money, um, you know, once again, we've said it many times, but I'll repeat it: our top three supplements are creatine, protein, and uh, pre-workout. Maybe. Pre-workout, yeah, we yeah, don't really have works. a top three. Yeah, we don't really use BCAs. Yeah. I mean, aminos are once again okay. cool on the edge, but yeah. it's nothing crazy. And then even adding to that, another example while we're in this kind of deep supplementation talk, a lot of people ask me about test boosters. So test boosters is the same thing. So I think, like typical, when you think of a steroid, you think of a test booster. It's called TRT. Yeah. So TRT um, is like kind of what they supplement is straight testosterone i think in the olden days that was your og steroid so it's just full-on testosterone boost so i don't know how much you produce as a male once again my understanding is very limited it'd be cool if we i don't know if we know anyone in hands that's open about it that would talk about it but that'd be a good video it'd be really topic, cool yeah i mean if you want to learn more and I, I think honestly if you educate and watch videos on this it'll, more it'll make you realize how dumb it is to do mm-hmm. i know mark lobliner is very open about it mm-hmm. i know boston lloyd is very open about it and when you listen to these people talk about it and everything it is just like oh man i this is not something i want to mm-hmm. do and even this one guy pete rubish i remember he said he was doing whatever some steroid and he said it made him so like the like he'd get crazy roid rage and he got so mad that his girlfriend had bronchitis and she coughed and he kicked her out because she was coughing and and he was that mad and she had like bronchitis and he said it just turns you into this person you're not even so once again this is a fit healthy and happy podcast you know it's so you can live a fit healthy and happy life and it's fitness should add to your life not take away from it that's why you don't want to mess with these things then back to the test boosters anything you get won't be very strong it'll be very minimal and it's honestly in my opinion just a waste i would Mm -hmm. avoid them uh and i wouldn't mess with your natural testosterone production at all uh those are things you don't want to screw with you know we're made how we're made for a reason we operate pretty nicely right now don't go messing with it be smart uh stick to your fundamentals that's it that's a great point that was a a quick little rant i like that um, another question we actually uh, got asked was, I've seen a number of uh, fitness professionals talk about how you should only weigh in every week or every two weeks, but I hear you guys say you should do it more consistently. Can you explain why you believe that doing this is better? Um, so I'll just start off. Basically, uh, there are obviously a couple of different ways. I think a lot of people think that they should do it every week or two weeks, mainly because of like Weight Watchers, and uh, you know, I think they probably made it popular. Now, something to keep in mind for all of you who are looking to see progress on the scale, especially, is you don't want to become simply attached to the number and the next day focus on whether it went up or down because you're going to completely beat yourself up. When we have our online clients weighing in, we don't look for the number to see if it's going down day by day because there's so many different factors that come into play. I know we've talked about the scale a number of times, but it's important to address because we just got asked this. We take a look at the actual average weigh-ins to make sure that you're making progress and the scale is either going up or down. So once again, we just find that it's a great way to keep you consistent. And also, if you're just doing it one day a week, it could be the day where you're the most bloated, you're holding on to the most water, and you may say you have gained three pounds and you know a coach would adjust your calories and, and uh, decrease them a tiny or, or a large amount when realistically they don't want to be changed at all because you actually did lose weight, but the scale says otherwise. So it's important not to be attached to that day-by-day number, but look at it from a weekly, monthly standpoint. And uh, we just find, yeah, it's the best way to be consistent. And when you have like those massive meals, like crazy amount of sodium, the scale will tell you, and it's just the best way to find the actual average and see if you're making progress. So nice. So I got a question Let's for hear the it. podcast. I Let's want to submit it. it. 
What happened to the hat, man? What happened to the hat? So Kyle was wearing a, an Under Armour hat for a while. So I remember you couldn't find a good hat. But then you love that hat. Where'd it go? You know what, actually? Since my hair is a little messed up right now, you guys can't see me. I was thinking about bringing it back yesterday. It's a good it's hat, funny ass, But my head, it just, it's just a little too tight on like my temples. And it kind of like, gives me a little headache. And the other ones are too loose. Right? The other ones are too loose. I have a small head, man. It's weird. I look weird in hats. I don't wear hats at all. Here's your fun little topic of the day. I wish I could wear I think hats are cool. Yeah. But I've yet to find a hat that I think compliments me. I think hats make me look overall worse. But I know you like the hat. I was honestly just curious. Yeah, I wore it recently. It's the weirdest just, question you'll get, but I get asked a question too. Just, yeah, just, I don't know. I can't rock hats. That one gives me a headache when I wear it too much. So Really? I yeah. thought it was the perfect hat. Yeah, lately it's been a bit weird. Maybe yeah. my head's growing. Even I learned something from there the you podcast go. today. There you go. Okay, the last question on a more serious note is what is the difference between um, like weight machines and free weights? And I love this question. This is mm-hmm. a question I get asked all the time. I mean, I remember even when I started mm-hmm. out, you know, in high school, my teacher said, you should never be using machines, just free weights. Mm-hmm. Free weights are the best. Build a body with a, build a free weight body. This, this term gets thrown around all the freaking time. Yeah. Uh, we have addressed this briefly before, but I just want to go over it again. Mm-hmm. So essentially the reason we really like free weights is more natural movement, right? You know, you're going to have so when you think of movement, right, there's sagittal plane movement, there's forward backward movement, and there's lateral movement, right? And free weights essentially is just, uh, it can be any motion, right? You can wiggle out, you can go laterally, you can go inward, etc. It can rotate, and you have to use a lot of different muscles to control it, whereas a machine is A-B training, so you're just pushing, and it's kind of focusing a set group of muscles with no natural movement patterns, and you move your body in unique ways. We don't just move on these three planes, right? We move a million different ways. We rotate, we move side to side, we move on micro adjustments, so that's why free weights can be a lot better for that. Machines, you can add more weight, you can have more muscle development because you don't have to focus on stability as much so you kind of have to balance out a use of the two um, i like the example of leg press everyone thinks they can leg press a million pounds and they're so proud of it but then they can't squat very much why is this squats a free roaming movement you know there's no assistant there's no assistant from the lubing of the machine um, it's just you and the bar it's a more natural movement mistakes can happen you can shift your weight a majority of ways whereas leg press is very simple a b up down without any variation that's why you can do more so you know some machines are great because you can load more weight build more strength in a more natural or less natural way but mm-hmm. uh, free weights you know you can build in that natural way build it to more something that's realistic and you can work those little micro muscles that you wouldn't think to work on a machine yeah that's a great point they're definitely both important it's funny you brought that up because yesterday i was training a client and in, in his condo gym he has like a kind of ghetto chest press machine and then also a bunch of dumbbells and he was struggling a bit with dumbbells because he's a newer lifter and he was like, Hey, shouldn't I be using that machine? And I was like, Hey, well, that's kind of the point. We need to work on the stabilizer muscles. We need to learn mm-hmm. to engage the core and stuff. And instead of, if you're a new lifter, instead of just going to the machines and just saying, Hey, I'm going to be lazy. You also want to do those movements that are going to better improve your stability and core strength and just overall stabilize your muscles. So definitely both have their purpose, but, uh, it's important to know why. So Beauty. Yeah. Well, I think that was a really good podcast. We didn't have as many questions this week. Make did with what we could. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed this content as always. Make your Monday a little better. Please leave a review if you haven't. Um, you know, tons of people still ask how do you leave the review. Just go to like um, the iTunes app, uh, search our podcast, you know, kind of fresh. Don't go to where you normally listen to it. Just search it fresh. You should see the ratings and reviews. If you click that, you can drop a review there. We're always striving to make this better and, um, you know, just create great content that's helpful to you. We're 
where you can learn uh, and just grow. So thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you in the next one. Peace.